Hello, Merry Christmas and welcome to Property Matters, supported by Fairview International Property Consultancy and auctionproperty.co.uk. You can find our weekly property show live every Sunday on propertymatterstv.co.uk or by searching Property Matters TV in either YouTube or Facebook. And if you're watching on our website, we'd love you to leave us a Google review button. Um, get on the homepage there and uh, give us a lovely review. And whenever and wherever you're watching the show, please uh, get involved by adding your comments in the comments section. We'd Love to hear from you and also if you'd like to email the address is hello at propertymatterstv.co.uk property matters is also available as a podcast on the monday after every sunday on the eight biggest podcast platforms available so without further ado let's say a seasonal best wishes to uh, joe joshi hi joe christmas day ho 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 i think is the uh, the apt one here uh, happy christmas to everybody um, and open, a lot of Santa was good to you. Lots of presents opened up this morning. Um, and of course, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're ready to sort of sit down and have your turkey. And of course, it's the uh, first King's speech at three o'clock. No longer Indeed. the Queen's. Um, and uh, so that's a, another little change that is uh, coming into our world. Um, not that we haven't had lots of changes throughout the year so far. Yes, it's been a very dynamic year in property and there's not a lot to be uh, <laughs> seasonally uh, cheery with on today's show. It's got to be said, but there's uh, there's opportunities. Wherever there's difficulty, there's opportunities. Let's be uh, as pragmatic as that, shall we? So this year has seen the most competitive rental market on record, according to Rightmove. At its peak, there were quadruple the number of tenants inquiring about properties to move to as there were properties to rent. Uh, Rightmove's whole of market data on buyer, seller, tenant and landlord behaviour tracked, among other things, shifts in what tenants are looking for this year. Tenants' searches for uh, uh, bills, for example, are up to 57%. Compared with this time last year, the significant increase in searches reflects greater concern from tenants about their energy bills and interest uh, increases uh, on the properties that can include bills within the monthly rent. So basically, the biggest search at the moment for renters is the fact that they want to go bills included. Absolutely. Um, I think you've had a, have you, have you started the juice a little bit earlier this morning, Paul? Um, <laughs> you know. It was that little morning Prosecco, the cheeky Prosecco at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought it was just me, but I, I, I get the feeling that, you know, you might have had a, had a couple of swigs of that Prosecco before you joined and thought, oh, well, it is Christmas day and it is the ho-hos and let's just go and get, get into the spirit of things, literally. As, as we start. But yes, you're absolutely right. The renters are out in hordes at the moment. Um, and the question about renting is uh, it, it now inflamed by a number of things, especially cost of living, uh, bills, electric, gas, etc, etc, are all now, you know, you have to remember, Paul, that for a number of years, um, and I've, I've had this discussion with many uh, sort of clients and tenants, nobody actually, and for, for that matter, even myself, probably never actually looked at our direct debits for god knows how long of um what your gas payments were or what your electric it kind of just went out didn't they it might be the odd i don't know 60 70 pounds and you just kind of allow for it and you think okay that's going to be that's it done and all of a sudden boom you know it's come hasn't it i mean you you you're 100 pound 150 pound more going out of your account and that's really really truly made everybody stop and think about you know, the whole moving exercise, the whole concept of what my bills are going to be. And so, yes, tenants and, of course, buyers, owners 
are all now looking at um, carefully at the costs. And that could include and involve um, the type of cost, the, the companies who are charging more, who are charging less, what sort of monies are going out, what sort of rates are you, you get. Everything is now concerned. And of course, in the rental market, because rents are high anyway, those that are renting are then now looking at their other costs, which are the gas and electric, so forth. And there's been a, there was a time when inclusive um, rental was done, and that was okay because it was easy to manage and understand. But now people are really rethinking about the inclusive rental, where they would sort of say, okay, well, you could either rent a room in a property or or share, uh, have a share of a, of a property where you've got, you know, three or four people sharing. And then, you know, a landlord may have turned around and said, you know, there's, this is a fixed amount because I know what my outgoings are going to be. And all of a sudden right now that, that has had a massive, massive shakeup. I mean, it's, it's a wake up um, call for all of those costs. And, and people are having to sort of rethink even on the type of and the way people are renting going forward. And that's, I think, where, where Right Move have sort of looked at and reflected and said that people are rethinking their strategy. Yes, it's no surprise people are looking to see if they can get bills included. It's suggested here that tenants who, um, or landlords that are brave enough rather to um, actually include the bills and somehow come up with some kind of pricing structure that protects them. Um, they reckon that uh, landlords who include bills will have a queue a mile long outside each property that they rent that have bills included. And I wouldn't be surprised. But even then, I don't see how a landlord can realistically do that because at the end of the day, they've no idea about the behaviour and energy consumption of the client when they get in there. We have no idea of the behavior of anyone right now, in all honesty. There was a time when you could gauge that. And, and like I said, energy companies, gas, electric, all these things, we had kind of a, a standard amount that was going out. We, we knew it was fixed and so forth. But now it's anyone's game. And, and yes, of course, there would be masses of queues going around the corner of several blocks if you had a, a property that you were going to do an inclusive rental on with, with bills and so forth because the tenant knows he's got, he or she's got a fixed amount. The only person that doesn't know is the landlord because all of a sudden they're going to say, so there are questions about whether they are going to consider um, doing these sort of fixed uh, rentals. Um, and that may still be the case in some parts of, of, of London or the inner cities where people do find it hard to rent on their own. So they may decide to share, but that is going to be, extraordinarily expensive now going forward um, and they've got to allow for that because nobody knows what the cap's going to be. Right Mover reporting they're seeing a lot of um, action from landlords preparing properties for the Boxing Day bounce. Do you want to explain what the Boxing Day bounce is to us? <laughs> yeah it's, it's it has a number of uh, meanings in all honesty Paul. The Boxing Day bounce it's normally about uh, it starts at re I mean it's a traditional thing to be honest with you for years and years and years you know the first thing that Boxing Day bounce has is that amazingly throughout the year you think you've got a house that can accommodate everybody but actually on on Christmas Day it shrinks um, and it shrinks because all the family or your friends are all around. And then you realize that, you know what, we're having to bring in the garden furniture and, and all sorts of other stuff in order to make sure that everybody has a seat, even, even around the make-believe um, lunch table, dinner table, whatever you're going to have your, your turkey on. So the, the next day you sort of start to think that, um, my God, you know, either got to move 
or, or next year I can't afford to do that because we were all just tripping over each other. Um, and the Boxing Day move balances the one that when they sit on the uh, beloved laptop or their, their uh, now smartphone and start to think about where they're going to move and when they're going to move and what they can afford and how they can do that. So that's, that's the Boxing Day bounce that starts for people to start to think, well, actually, I've done Christmas as of like today. We've done this bit. It's shrunk, um, done, yeah, had the turkey, got the king's speech. And tomorrow, I must start thinking about where I'm going to move to <laughs> in preparation for next year. Or I think the, the, the thing that really happens is I'm not going to do this again. So I'll probably plan to have a holiday and go away next year. And when next year comes along, you sort of rethink of it because it's not their turn or your turn to do the, the Christmas. And then you go to the next person's house. And of course, the Boxing Day bounce continues forever a day because it will continue to bounce around. Yeah, it's where uh, people go on to right move and look where they're going to move to uh, on the very day after Christmas, as uh, Joe rightly says. And of course, landlords are aware of that and they're planning to get their properties there, to get uh, that interest and make the most of it and hopefully get their properties rented as soon as possible for the new year. So so watch for the Boxing Day bounce. Uh, also, they're saying that, um, that, that at last, finally, uh, rentals back in the capital are, are, are back to where they were post or pre-pandemic rather so people have come back to the capital and they're now renting again in the same numbers they were back in 2019 which i guess is good news for the capital joe i think we did we we when we did the um uh, program during pandemic um london was always the uh, or, or any of the main cities were always the ones that were actually on the the losing side um and the outer skirts were because the whole thing about uh, the race for space and running to the countryside and breathing fresh air and not having to share the germs with everybody around in the city and all that kind of stuff that happened during the pandemic obviously slowed things down in the city. However, we always said that it's only a matter of time that it would bounce back and that's exactly what it's done. Um, you know, younger generations have got to go work, people have gone back to work. Uh, people want to go back to the office, don't really like the idea of all the time working from home in isolation, away from connections and contacts. It has um, other um, uh, effects like mental um, sort of programs where people feel that there's isolation and, and they can't get on. So there's a whole bunch of things that we've learned from that pandemic time to where we are now. And so, yes, uh, the rental market has bounced back in the cities, uh, pretty much all the cities, but certainly London. And of course, the rents have bounced back uh, in hordes and they're likely to bounce back even higher now that we've got all these other um, add-ons that we've got to consider. Well, moving on to our second story, could rate rise pain be soothed by a switch to a lifetime mortgage, which is an interesting prospect. Obviously, since uh, Richie Sunak entered number 10, things have levelled off somewhat. However, Bank of England, of course, last week bumped up the rates yet again by half a percent, not as much as the three quarters on the previous rise the month before, but still enough of a kick in the teeth for mortgage holders and prospective buyers. What's more, these rates um, will also worry those coming off of previously low rate fixed mortgages. 
Many will be concerned how such a big change in repayments will affect their daily lives and how after years of living one way, they will be able to adjust to a new, more financially pressurised setup. And that's before we even talk about the cost of living crisis. So what are the options for older borrowers? Well, those over 55 could be an interesting avenue for them to explore within the world of equity release. Obviously, rate rises have also hit the lifetime mortgage market and our products already come, uh, or the products come up with a, a higher rate than the traditional mortgage, except for the reason that could be at the heart of why accessing an equity product could be a beneficial one for those over 55. In essence, these products are unique in that they don't demand an immediate repayment and yet can still deliver the cash injection many people need right now, giving them the time they need um, and relieving the immediate pressure many feel which is getting unbearable. So equity release, Joe, it's an opportunity to get money straight away from uh, releasing some of that equity that you've got. If you've got a, uh, a house that you've had for a while, if you're over 55, that's highly likely. So this is a sort of option that people are looking for to uh, to get some cash out of it. Yes, I mean, I, I, I often hear the word um, assets rich and cash poor um, from um, people because they've got all of their um, money is actually tied up in the property. And so um, these equity release um, options are good options for those people that wish to release some money. It's also a good option for those that um, perhaps want to help the younger generation get onto the property ladder and release the money out of that because ultimately it's going to go to them anyway. So they may as well take some money out and help them sort of step onto the first run of the property ladder. And also it means that they have the freedom, the freedom of making sure that they've actually utilizing it. Nothing is worse than, you know, spending all your time looking at it and then find that you've actually collapsed and popped, popped your clogs and actually you didn't really enjoy it. So equity release can give you the benefit of that time out, that fantastic cruise you've always dreamed about going on and all sorts of other things that you want to do, perhaps even up, update the property that you're living in. Um, so it's not a bad thing, but of course it has gone up um, uh, in terms of costs. And though it's not a monthly payment that you have to pay out, it is going to come off at the end of your your number. So the amount or the percentage of release may not be as high as perhaps it might have been a year, six months ago before, um, you know, all these people buggered up our entire our lives. You know, your quasis and your mozzies and so forth, and your lissies and tusses and all that people. Um, they came along and completely buggered our times and obviously now we're all paying high interest rates and all sorts of other things. So there is there is that aspect that you've got to sort of consider, but certainly it's a, it's a great option. And, and people are considering it because they've now got to think to themselves about um, how long, you know, what, what am I actually saving this for? Why am I holding this particular property? What is it going to do for me in the long term? And sometimes it's better to take some equity release and go and have um, and enjoy it. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, they're saying that uh, equity release um, shouldn't be dived into without careful consideration and good advice. Uh, clearly, the option of turning to interest only would be something that people would consider in this situation. And of course, the other thing, I suppose, uh, Joe, is um, that uh, bank of mum and dad um, and, and taking money out to provide uh, some kind of uh, deposit for, for siblings. Yes, as I said, equity release is a good good way of doing that. Also, you know, not that I'm we're we are financial advisors or tax advisors, but I, I feel that it, there is some benefit in the long term about what uh, capital is left, what equity is left, and what tax is liable to 
be paid on what may be remaining as the equity in uh, in your property once you've taken some of the equity out. So there, there are some some good things to to think about, but of course take advice and guidance and make sure that you've got the appropriate advice and guidance and you're protected in the right possible way. But certainly no harm in 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 evaluating your own life and looking uh, and seeing what you can. And sometimes it's actually cheaper and better to do that than it is to perhaps you know, sell and move, um, because you've also got to then allow for all the costs that would be included, especially uh, moreover the stamp duty costs that you would pay on a property that you would buy, and that's another sort of tax loss. So you may as well utilize that and, and, and enjoy it rather than pay it again. Uh, first port of call would be the Equity Release Council, says the article. Um, they've done a lot of work in making sure the products now have greater flexibility baked into them, um, and uh, they uh, give the uh, customers the right to make repayments and so on. So there's options there for you now to look at. So Equity Release Council would be the starting point. And to some extent, I think they've tried to sort of regulate the in the industry as well in itself. So, And it's just a suggestion that when times are tough and you've got equity in the property, there might be a way to unlock it for you. So uh, we mentioned that simply as an opportunity to look forward to into 2023. So that's Equity to Release. Uh, our next story, our penultimate story, uh, more expensive mortgage finance could con conversely make operating as a landlord more profitable as more people are pushed into the private rented sector. That's according to uh, the co-founder of a real estate investment platform called IMO, I-M-M-O. Uh, the uh, chief executive was uh, responding to the Bank of England's latest base rate increase, which has brought the rate up, of course, from 3.5 to 3.5 after a half percent hike. Um, interest rates have two major consequences for the property market. Firstly, there is an immediate increase in the cost of mortgages for around 2 million borrowers on variable rate mortgages. Secondly, there's a longer term influence on demand and supply since both acquiring and building new properties becomes more costly. Both impacts have the same consequence, more demand for rental housing and therefore a greater need to put time, money and effort into improving our private rental housing stock. So what they're basically saying is as it's getting more expensive for people to buy, more people need rented property and therefore an opportunity for an investor. And I would imagine that we're probably talking about the sort of people that might have the, the ability to buy something for cash. Well, yes, of course, um, and um, that that will continue to happen. And the good thing, I suppose, is that um, there are more people that are now earning a little bit better interest rates on their savings. So not everybody's uh, particularly rushing out to go and buy and, and transport. Um, so out of every, you know, as they say, behind every cloud, there's some sort of silver lining, depending on who's looking for that silver lining. And in this case, the investors are looking for it because they are, getting a better return on their investment sitting in the bank or the building society, which has been, you know, since probably 2007, 2008, uh, which is when, when the interest rates went down to the, um, the, the amazing rates that they've been. Now they are up uh, much higher and probably um, going to be rising uh, again. Um, but the point is that, um, so investment-wise, there's that. Then, of course, if they are new investors into the property market, because now they will be new investors, their whole structure would be based on the newness. So the, the yields on return, the yields on rentals will have to be much, much better for them to be able to buy. And subsequently, they might buy cheaper in order to get the better returns in terms of the yield or return on their investment. So there's, there are some good things that will happen for obviously those that are investing, not necessarily for those that are perhaps selling because it's currently 
becoming fast a buyer's market. So the buyers are obviously out there choosing to decide. But I'm sure like every time we've seen this happen throughout our, our, um, uh, our time, certainly my time of the 40 years, it will have a bounce back. It will bounce back to a point where, you know, we'll, we'll probably reverse this conversation because that's why we do this because property is that way inclined. Um, it, you know, it has its ups and downs. And right now, you know, it's the, it's the buyers that are the winners before it was the sellers that were the winners. So there's always going to be somebody who's going to actually be at the, at the wrong end of the stick. Um, and the investors are now happier because they're getting a bit better return on the savings. So they're now a little more cautious probably as to what they're going to go and spend on because they are getting a better return on the money that is sitting on their account. However, they've got cash. They are in the best position to go out and now bargain hunt. Indeed they are. And uh, what they're suggesting is that, of course, for the 10% of people who've got a variable rate mortgage, they're seeing their costs going up on a monthly basis and thinking, goodness, I'm going to have to divest myself of this place because I simply can't afford the payments anymore. Um, or, of course, they're looking to remortgage and finding that their new mortgage is really, really expensive. And so they're going to have to, you know, eat humble pie, as it were, and sell on and then get into the rental market, which is going to obviously in increase the demand for rental properties. Um, and also, furthermore, of course, in the new build market, labour and uh, material prices have gone up, as we've mentioned before, so much. So new building projects are tending to be put on hold rather than uh, becoming more expensive. They're just not building them at the moment. So all of this suggests there's going to be a shortage of supply in the rental market for people. And therefore, that's an opportunity for investors. Yes, and that's why I said that the new ones coming in to invest on those rental markets will actually have a better return on their investment because the rents are, and, uh, have gone up, including all the other costs have gone up, but the rents have gone up. I suppose my only concern is how often and how quickly are people going to be able to afford these high uh, demanding rents. And, and that's probably the bit that we probably overlook when we're looking for the, the, the positive. And being it's Christmas Day, I'd rather leave everybody here with some sort of gift and positivity than all the negativity in the sack of Santa sack and say he's taken it all. He brought it one day and took it back the, the next day. But I think the, the good thing here is that there are some some winners and some losers. And let's just focus on the winners, I suppose, because today being Christmas Day, we need to focus on the winners. And um, there might be a lottery winner. There might be there might be someone who's got the present that they want. There might even be a, a chap out there who's sold the property for the best money that they've got. All of those things are, are excellent news under Property Matters, and um, and we want to make sure that we leave them on on a high with the with the with the right gifts in the right bags. Indeed, final story on this Christmas Day: private renting surging as houses as housing tenure. So uh, the proportion of people renting aged 24 to 64 has risen while owner-occupiers has fallen, so the English Housing Survey has found. Currently 19% rent privately, 35% own outright and 30% have a mortgage. Seemingly it's costlier now for renters, as in 2021-22, uh, the average mortgage cost was £154 a week, whilst rent was £173 a week. On average, mortgages spent 22% of their household income on mortgage payments in 21-22, whereas if you exclude housing support, private renters paid 38% on rent. Um, for anyone who owns their own home and isn't moving up the ladder, years of runaway house prices have made them feel richer and more secure, says Sarah Cole, a financial analyst from Hargreaves Lansdowne. It's interesting figures, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I think we always gauge our wealth by the value of our home. It's, it's a phrase that I kind of come up with myself. And when, when things are good, 
um, and the house prices are going up, we always feel good. We have a great feel good factor. You want to go buy a new car and you want to do decoration and sort of thing. And when things go, you know, slow down a little bit, you actually put brakes on the whole situation and say to yourself, you know, I'll just hold and wait. And I suppose this is that point. That's at that point in our life where we're just all holding on now and saying, do I go right or do I go left? You know, do I sell or do I buy? Do I rent or do I just stay put where I am? And this will happen for the next, I don't know, six months or so, maybe 12 at the outside until things starts to see the change again. Um, and so, yes, it, 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 is, it is a mixed bag out there at this precise moment in time or whether it's the right time and how people want to see it. But I think we all gauge. Um, it's, it's about the money in your pocket at the end of the day. If you've got it in your pocket, then you're going to be able to deal with it. But if you haven't, then you're not going to be able to deal with it. So I think the, um, the way you've got to put this is that, yes, for, for the investors, the rental market is now going to be uh, very, very busy. I anticipate that it will be a pretty high rental market um, because people are uncertain as to what. And by having a rental market, the good thing about that is that you can move quicker and you can downsize if you are not able to maintain. Whereas if you have bought something and you are in it for the long stay, it's not as easy to shift yourself and move. So you've got to think about maybe, I mean, back in the days, back in, you know, in my earlier days, people used to just buy a property and then rent a room so that the rent a room was actually going to subsidize the, the mortgage. Um, but we all got a little bit unsociable over time and decided that we didn't want to have people renting in the same house anymore so because we could afford to. But I think that may be coming back sooner than you think. You may find that that spare single room may now be the one that is going to be rented out in order to make sure that everybody has a balance. The tenant has a place to live and a nice warm place. And of course, you have a subsidy towards your outgoings. The proportion of people renting privately doubled during the 2000s and while it has levelled off at around a fifth of households, 29% in London, we're seeing people renting later and later in life. Figures are highest amongst 24 to 25 year olds, 24 to 45 year olds I beg your pardon, where those who lived in their own home had fallen from 64% to 59% and private renters have risen from 20 to 25%. So basically that day of owning that dream house which we all talk about and we all mention on Property Matters is just getting further and further away, Joe. And it has been further and further away year in, year out for the 40 odd years I've been doing, but you know, we find the way somehow and if there, where there's a will, there's a way. And I think that, um, you know, okay, there are other things that are going on. But when you look back at, you know, just now, the number of strikes that are gone on, um, you know, people don't look at it, it's just a strike. It's also all the other cost it's now adding on to. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, um, we kind of find some sort of level playing field in 23, because 22 has been definitely the biggest yo-yo going uh, for, a, for a long time. In, in every way, by the way, uh, in every way, even 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 at number ten, they've had more ins and outs. There's this, you know, swing doors and what do they call it, revolving doors, and all sorts of things that have been happening. So I mean, you know, it was it is, has been a, a unique thing, but I think that we've got to say that uh, you know, happy Christmas. Um, I hope everybody had a fantastic day. Santa's been good, um, and um, watch the King's speech. Have a little bit more juice. Like Paul has this movie already. Uh, <laughs> that's Absolutely. exactly where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going to go now. And um, and 
and enjoy enjoy the afternoon and uh, you know and, and let's turn some of this doom and gloom into a merry merry christmas indeed and on the, on that note just a quick reminder we'll be back on new year's day as well with a look forward to what's in store for 2023